This is Sean Malone, the co-founder of Sales Ascenders and a secret software project that's coming out really soon. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds and truly win the game when it comes to business, then you have to. Let me repeat that. You have to listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with the Mastermind Effect podcast. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, everyone. Today, we've got the co-founder of Sales Ascenders and a new secret software that's coming out, Sean Malone. Sean talks about the rules of the game when it comes to selling. Sean gets into why me, why you, why this, why now? And Sean gives you the secret sales sauce when it comes to building out your program. Check it out. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have got the co-founder of Sales Ascenders and a new secret software that's about to launch in a month, Sean Malone. Sean, man, welcome to the show. Brandon, I am so such a fan of what you're doing uh, with the Success Finder and everything that you've put together so far, man. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. How's it going? It is amazing. And I'm stoked to maybe find out about this little secret sauce. And it's not little, but this secret sauce software that you've got coming up. And just, uh, you know, the world is, as we're, uh, you know, I know we're not supposed to date podcasts, but we're in season two. And super excited oh. because we just uh, aired our 100th episode today and started it July of last year. We're in season two yes, right now. Dude. I don't know where this one's going to fall, but you need to take a listen to this one, everyone. So when everyone realizes the amazing juicy nuggets, when they want to find out more about the secret software that's about to launch, and by the time they hear this, it'll have already launched. What is the best way for them to personally reach out to you and say, man, Sean, I want to work with you or I want to know about the secret software sauce? Yeah, we have a Facebook group. It's the easy one free place that you can come uh, get a little bit of a dose of the sales centers, what we're all about, what we've been around for, you know, uh, I've been in the game for over 21 years. And so I've done some pretty uh, incredible things in my career that at least people tell me that I'm grateful for it. I, I think I'm only just getting started, but it's just Go to Facebook and look up Sales Ascenders Inner Circle and get yourself an invite to it, man, for sure. Yeah, super easy. They sent it to me. It took me like 10 seconds, maybe 20 seconds because I'm a fast typer. Uh, yeah, I inverted that right there. But uh, go over there, check it out. And uh, let's let's dive into this. Sure. Someone that's listening today, who, if they were to come to you and they're just like, Sean, I have this problem. What do you solve as with the sales ascenders, when you're just like, hey, this is what we can do. This is who we can help. I want to, I'm switching it up because I want people to know right off the back is Sean for them, which I believe you are. But what do you do? What problem do you solve? Yeah. So this will, I'll take you into storyland um, just for a minute. I, I solve the sales problem. And a lot of people come to me with, you know, the high ticket sales. I used to close million dollar deals. Uh, I moved into the online space about five years ago. I'll share my full story here in a second, but um, I solved the sales problem. Uh, I've identified through my course of self-education, having a ton of coaches, um, just what really truly works in the, the space. And when people come to me and say, Sean, I'm, I'm, I'm lacking in sales, or I'm struggling to have that easy conversation with somebody so it doesn't sound salesy. 
And we start talking about that. And the secret software, I'll just kind of leak a little bit, is like the lost art of prospecting. Right. Everybody's in this world right now to learn marketing online. Everybody forgot that sales was an even bigger thing. Sales has been here since day one. Right. So it's like if you master the communications and sales and then you have a tool like the secret software we're coming to market with here shortly um, that can stuff a calendar, fill a mastermind or any of that stuff. Um, it's the right place. Yeah. That's the problem I solve. Yeah. And let me ask you. So sales, you come from sales mm-hmm. background. I actually come from sales background. And I think people in general actually are all come from a sales background. If you think about it, when you get up in the morning, you got to sell yourself to get up, brush your teeth, make your coffee, do whatever, get the kiddos ready or just get yourself out of bed. You've already sold yourself. Everyone's like, I'm not a salesperson. But the reality is, is you're selling every day. If you got a date, you sold someone. If, if you, you know, if you paid for the dinner, the restaurant sold you. What is a hurdle that people have in sales? Like that, that they, you know, that your software solves, you know, filling up, their funnel, but what what do you solve when it comes to people being able to be good salespeople? Um, just instilling the kind of the three main elements of what it takes to actually be a true sales ascender, right? So there's a traditional salesperson that just dives into the game. Um, and then you graduate to becoming a sales professional when you understand you can't just pitch feature benefit and you have to start being more consultative and asking questions. And then when you graduate eventually to a sales ascender, you have the ability to have any conversation from start to finish, you know, where to jump in, you know, how to track and move people through a flow or a process that stays consistent. So not only, you know, and have clarity on where they're at and what they're doing, but also um, you can help them at a very high level where meaning you can go deep and solve a problem and get them involved with your program program or product. Or you can say, I recognize this is not a good fit and you can end the sales call first. And so I think a lot of people, um, when they come to me, they're saying, Sean, I struggle with how do I start the conversation? Or one of the biggest things is like, how do you move the conversation from just bonding and rapporting a little bit into that sales piece? A lot, a lot of people stumble on that. So um, I have a very simple formula that I share. It's actually stage two in our selling method. Um, it's called the rules of the game. So I think of sales as a sport, right? And so we all remember playing baseball growing up. You, either you saw on a TV, you went to a game, you played it yourself. Think of it this way. If a sales call is a, is a game like baseball, before the game happens, what happens is the umpire will walk out to home plate and call the coaches over. So the coaches show up to the home plate and all of a sudden the, the umpire says, listen, guys, here's we're going to have a good game. Here's the rules. If the ball goes over here, it's foul. If it goes over here, it's a home run. If it goes over there, it's a double ground rule, double, whatever. Um, do we both agree that these are the rules of the game? And everyone says yes. And then they go to the folding dugouts and then we have the first pitch and the game starts. Same thing in sales, right? So you do a little bit of bonding and connecting and then you drop what I call the rules of the game. It's the agenda for the sales call or the sales game that you're playing. And here's what the analogy stands for. Game. Grateful. Ask. Me. And here's how it works. Brandon, I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to speak with you today. Um, Today, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss a little bit about the success finder. I'm going to ask you a few questions and I'm sure you're going to have some questions for me. And then at the end, one of two things is going to happen. Like, I'm going to understand that I can truly help you or I can't. Either one of them is fine and I'm going to help you connect with the right person or we're going to go deep into that thing. Does that make sense for you to talk about today? And all of a sudden, now you've given yourself permission as a sales professional to talk about the sales stuff and it doesn't sound salesy. It's rather, I'm being efficient with time. I'm giving you the agenda. There's no mystification. You know exactly what we're going to talk about and what the outcome is probably going to be. Wow. And it's just, it's just breaking it down, asking for permission. I love that, how you did that there. And I think... You know, when people get into sales, they think I got to sell someone when the reality is, is you need to solve a problem, offer them a solution for something that they need. And if you have a solution or you have something that's going to make their life easier and better, 
free them up. You're not selling anything. You're giving, hey, this is what I have to offer you. And then I think that's when that that person that struggles with, I can't sell. When they, oh, I mean, you know, I'm just offering something. I'm, I'm making their life better. And, and and they're able to move on. That's that's how I've viewed sales throughout the years is like, just have something to offer, have a conversation. Don't go into it. Like if I don't make this, cause they can smell, you know, people can smell when it comes to uh, being salesy. Sure. Have a value, bring value to the table. And that was what, when you and I first spoke, I'm just like, man, the guy's just got value. It's just conversation. Thank you. And yes, every conversation should be, or is a sales conversation, right? There's always going to be an outcome in one person or both people's favor. And so that's how I think of every sales conversation. That's why I believe communications is truly the secret to winning at any level that you want to win at and as big as you want to play. Right. And so I focus on mastering communications, like body language, like NLP, like uh, the actual sales convos. Like I dive deep into all those topics. I spent half a million dollars learning all these things and got pretty good at most of them. Um, so now that I can effectively communicate, because I believe here's what I believe in sales. If you can describe the problem that you solve better than anyone else, people will naturally assume you have the answer period. And so that's really powerful. So when I started sales, I sucked. I was the worst sales guy on planet earth. Here's what happened. I came out of college and I called my dad and I had one question for him. I was like, dad, how do I make a boatload of money? Because that's what I want to do. And he said to me, he said, Sean, you got three choices. I said, okay, what are the choices? He said, are you a CEO? Meanwhile, I just came out of college. I'm like, dad, I don't even know what those initials mean. Like, no, I'm not a CEO. And he goes, okay. He's like, are you an entertainer? And I said, nope. I can't sing or dance or rap. That's not it either. And he goes, fine, you better go learn sales. That was the third choice. And I said, great, if that's what I got to do, I'm going to go get a sales job. So I took a job selling commodities and I sucked. Here's what I mean. Every day for my first six weeks, okay, six weeks, right? I picked up, I got a big book of manufacturers names and I just started dialing. I was doing 80 cold calls a day, never met these people, whatever. And, and in six weeks, 2,400 attempts. Brandon, how many appointments do you think I booked? Zero. Zero appointments. Oh, I was going to be nice and say one, but I, I'm not. I'm not that nice. No, but that's the truth. I booked zero appointments, and I was just ready to throw the towel in. I was on like eight weeks of my jam. I was going to throw it in, and I, I my boss comes around. He's like, "Yo, you got to figure this out, or I'm going to fire you." And I'm like, "Shoot!" If I run home. I call my dad. I'm like, "Dad, I'm freaking out. This guy's going to fire me. What should I do?" And he says, "Sean, go to the library and read a book." Cool. So I go to the library. I pick up a Tom Hopkins How to Master the Art of Selling stuff book. I got to this place where I learned that there's, oh my gosh, there's a science behind the actual sales. And once you understand the formula, then you just layer your art right on the top. You know, there's always a science and art to everything. So we just got to learn the science. I didn't even know that. And I started dissecting this book. I rented it. I went home. I memorized this one line. I went back into the office. I pick up the phone and make my first call that next time. And I'm ready to do this little setting thing where I could set an appointment. I got to the point in my call where I was supposed to do it. And I froze. My hair on my neck stands up, sweat beads start coming down. I'm like, oh God, like, ah, and I totally butchered, messed up the line. Of course, the guy on the other end knew what I was trying to do. So I was grateful. He says, come on over Tuesday at nine. And I was like, oh my God, I just booked an appointment. I was so excited, like ecstatic out of my mind. Right. And I was like jumping around and I, I tried to keep it cool. So I got off the phone. My boss comes on. He's like, hey, did you just close a deal? And I was like, no, I just made an appointment. And I was so excited. And he just goes, oh, get out of here. And he walked out, right? So, um, but that moment in my life changed everything for me because I recognized that I could use the science and I could learn it. And if I could learn it, anyone could learn it because look, it's a skill. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, now 
we have a better idea, the problem you solve, what you can do. We still don't know the secret sauce, which I want to get into, but I'd like to get to know you a little bit better and kind of go navigate through that. And I think we kind of got to go backwards to see where we're at today. And and, and what I mean by that is I think, you know, how we learn, how we take information has has changed Mm -hmm. drastically, especially over the last five to 10 years. You know, when you and I were younger, it was textbooks, teachers, you know, our, our friends, our family, our coworkers, your boss, the people around us. But that's literally like a sliver of what's possible. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Yeah, I think uh, I think the the formula today is why me, why you, why this, why now? Right. Let me say that again. So it's why me, right? So it's 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 why me, why you, why this, why now? And if we can answer in that order, then we can actually make a lot of sales. And so back in the early days, like you're saying, is like we're we're learning from textbooks. And then when you don't have that kind of that flow, it's like, what do you do next? Well, you go and you hire a coach or you join a mastermind, you read a book, you attend a seminar, you do these things so that you can learn. And then you just go try to apply and try to apply and try to apply. But it's not until you actually get the scientific formulas behind the method or the madness. And like as we creep into, you know, the rest of my story. So as I started to learn setting appointments, I figured that out. I built a little system for myself. And then I got into these sales conversations and I sucked again. And I was like, what is happening? I got to go learn selling systems now. Well, you may or may not know, um, there's like 40, 50 really good selling systems available, especially if you're selling B2B, B2C, or even b to government that you can use, right? And so I ended up investing in like all of them and I grabbed the kind of the main common theme elements from all of them and I stuffed them into a seven stage ascension method that we call what we teach. Very simple. It's bonding and connecting, setting the rules of the game, understanding the problem that they have that you can solve, or we call it pain, getting the budget, understanding how they make decisions for buying stuff. And then you close the deal and you set up the future. Like that's the seven steps. It's very simple and straightforward. And so it took me a minute to go through that selling conversation. And once I had that guideline, then going back to what your point was, is like, now I have a formula that I can follow step by step on every sales call. And my sales bosses all through my career were like, you're amazing because I can just see exactly what everyone's doing and every single prospect you have going. And then they never had to manage me at all. And it was cool. So now I, I know that like, and, and I've proven it, right? Because I've, between me and Chris, our CEO, we've closed over a hundred million dollars in sales. Like it just works. Yeah. I want to repeat that. Over a hundred million dollars in sales. Now let's also not skip the fact that you've built multiple seven and eight figure companies. And, and so when you talk about taking the overarching amount of information, the, the different sales books and making it into your own. So there's actually a process. It's not that you recreated the wheel. You just took some of the best pieces and compiled it into something that, that you and Chris and, and everyone over at the company are able to then gift that on to other people that come to you is what it really yeah. sounds like. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's what we teach, right? And then, you know, even when it comes to the sales conversation, it's like, if you have a method or a process to follow and flow through that, that's easy. And that's great. You just got to learn the steps and apply them one at a time. But if if you're not there yet, meaning you don't have the opportunity to have the conversations, that's when I ask the question. It's like, well, how are you filling up your calendar? How are you getting the conversations, the opportunities into your world? And I found over the course of many years that the bigger struggle for most people, because most people are good at having conversations. And if you can just remember to be yourself and have a decent conversation and focus on, do they have the one problem you solve? 
then those sales conversations come pretty naturally. But if you don't have a system to give yourself the opportunity, then it's like you got a rope around your neck. And it's and that's why most selling programs out there say, hey, be a high ticket closer, come learn all my techniques and tactics. And that's great. You can go learn all that stuff. But if you don't have a place to go play, a field of people coming in your direction, then it becomes a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. If you can't backfill that, if you can, can't actually get people there, that's not going to do you much. And you mentioned something about you, you've got different coaches, NLP coaches. You've surrounded yourself with all different kinds of coaches. When you are looking for a coach, how do you how do you digest and sit there and say, man, I'm looking for this specific coach? How do you really go about the process? Because I think that's a lot of things. People might just search, you know, they they go to Google and they're just like, how to find the best coach, how to do this. What's your process? Someone that has built it and done it over and over again is still doing it. And that's the thing. This coach, this uh, amazing sales individual has coaches that are still coaching you. How do you go about finding those right coaches? Um, so intent-based learning is is kind of the formula that I would share. And I think the secret to this is understanding your awareness of yourself and where you may um, need to strengthen your game, right? We always say, a lot of people say, hey, grow your weaknesses. I believe in just maximizing strength. And so if you look at what what are you natural, because most people are like, how do I find passion in my life? And so we can get really deep and philosophical on that stuff. But what I'll share is this is like, when you find your purpose, it's because you found happiness and joy. And you do the things that bring you happiness and joy. And that creates fulfillment, which creates purpose. And so when I recognize, cause I used to be introverted, right? Like I used to be that kid playing sports all my life where I was like, I was okay at sports, but I just wanted to hang out in, in the dugout and, and, and just like to myself or like go out on the field and throw like a no hitter. And then all of a sudden I just want to be by myself. And it wasn't until people on the team started saying, yo, you need to be a captain. And they were kind of forcing me that way. And then I was like, oh gosh, I don't know how to be a captain. And that's where my intent-based learning came. I said, who's the best captain I can think of? And all of a sudden I went to that person. I was like, can you coach me to be like you? And so that was the very first process of how I found a coach for myself when it moved forward in my career. Because then I started thinking, okay, when I first started in selling, I thought everyone said, hey, Sean, you're good with the gift of gab. Just go sell stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll go try. And I started making all these calls and I sucked. It wasn't until I read that book that I was like, oh, well, what, Mr. Tom Hawkins, he could be my coach. Like he knows the formula. And I was like, that's cool. So I went to him. I learned and digested all this stuff, went to a bunch of his seminars. I've had lunch with the guy. He's amazing. And um, I said, thank you. Right. He taught me that appointment setting. And then I went to a different selling coach. His name was Steve. And I was like, Steve, how do you have the selling conversation? That was the one thing I wanted to learn. And then I was like, oh man, body language is 55% of every conversation you're having. So I might need somebody to teach me body language as a sales coach. That's another intent-based thing. How do you become a master at something where you find the coaches that can layer on your strengths that you already have? And so recently I just hired a new NLP coach, right? I've studied and read a tremendous amount about NLP. I've gone through seminars. I've done a lot of things. I haven't ever personally had a specific NLP coach. And I know a lot of the frameworks, but I don't know how to truly bring it all together. And so that was the problem that I was facing and having. And I said, I need to solve this. And then I went and looked for a coach that did this. And then that's how I choose coaches. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that body language was what, 50, 55% of it? Let me ask you this, and this is a selfish question, but I think for the listeners, it's key as well. 
I say tonality because a lot of the sales now are made over the phone and we don't have the Zoom face-to-face thing. And so where it does tonality, your pitches, your raises, your low, does that come into play when it comes to sales? Yeah, 100%. Not even a question. 55% is body language. I think it's like 23 or 24% is the way you say what you say. And then the remaining 7% is the words. Yeah. I don't don't know. Don't mark me on my math or I'm never a math guy, but I think that's pretty close to what it is. So it's, I know 55 and seven are the true numbers. So what is that? 60. We came out to like 92.3%. I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. Whatever it is. Yeah. So, but yeah, tonality is a huge amount inside of the game, right? Because if you can speak excited, like Russell Brunson is one of my direct marketing coaches. I hired Russell Brunson as a marketing coach. I'm in the inner circle. I've been there for a number of years. And Russell told me this. He said, when you're speaking on Zoom and you speak at your normal speech levels, guess what? The energy is below you. So if you want people to uh, like hear and digest what you're talking about at a normal level, you got to up your game. You got to put the energy out there, raise your level of energy so that when it comes across the screen in the audio, people are like, wow, this guy's, this guy's in it. I'm not really in it. Like I'm always in it. But what I'm talking about is like, I, I intentionally go above and beyond with my energy levels. Yeah. Because if we can't see it, touch it, feel it, smell it face to face. It's that, you know, that energy going above and beyond. 100%. Yeah. So We've heard about the companies that you've built, what you've got going on right now. We're going to get into the, 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 the secret sauce that you've got going on. But I'd love to hear a success story of someone that because they came to you and Chris and they worked with you. And if you have to use, you know, if you have to use other names and instances to, to give us the example, we appreciate anonymity. I get that. But give us a success story because you, someone came to you, you solved the problem they were looking for. And what was the outcome because of it? Yeah. So we had uh, two females come to us that wanted to empower and coach other women. Okay. And I I won't share their names out of her. Actually, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, One of them is named Athena. The other one is named Megan. We'll just give you that first name. That's fine. Athena and Megan. They said, Hey, Sean, we want to coach other women in growing a business because especially those who are moms who want their own coaching business was the niche. And we're like, great. What are you going to do? How are you going to sell it? And they said, we didn't know. So we worked with them to develop a program and an offer that they could sell a mastermind with. So we gave them a little bit of infrastructure around like how to build a mastermind. And then we gave them our secret software to fill it up. And as soon as they started using it, it took them about five weeks to close their first deal. They were offering something at $10,000. They had a $4,200 scholarship move that we taught them, um, which I'd be happy to share. That's like one of the most valuable tips that I received in a number of years. And I'll do it after this story. But um, so they had a $10,000 mastermind they were offering uh, $4,200 scholarship. So the total investment was 5,800 bucks. And so we showed them the technique. We showed them the system. We put the software in place and they made their first sale in like, I think it was like the end of the fifth week, right before the sixth week. By week 12, they had their first $10,000 week. And then within three and a half, four months, they made a hundred grand from zero. Just a little bit of effort. That's, that's, that's a huge number. I mean, they went from nothing within three and a half months to six figures. Like, yep. Come on. So and they won they won one of our six-figure awards. We have six-figure awards. We have seven-figure awards. We actually have dream car awards. Like, yeah. So, wow. All right. Well, give us, you, you said, you know, after the story, like, I'd love to hear so, okay, what that. So anybody, this is going to be a, a bender for anyone that's listening to this. So say you have whatever you're, okay, Brandon, let's be real for a second. Give me, give me a price point of a product that, that you have, or you, you like want to sell. Yeah. Let, let's just go with, uh, uh, I've got a $12,500 product. Okay. So you got a $12,500 product. Let's make it easy and call it 12 grand. There you okay? go. This is easy math. 
Okay, so here's how I would throw the scholarship move on top of the $12,000 offer. So I would actually offer it for 18,000, okay? So then that means a $6,000 scholarship, right? So 18 minus 6,000 is 12,000. Okay, I got the math right. Um, so then I would I would come to you and I, I would have the conversation, understand that you have the problem that, that I could solve for you with this particular program, this $12,000 program. And I'd say like, Brandon, is this something you think you can do? And you're gonna say yes. And then after that part, here's how we do this. I say, great, this is the cool part that I don't share with too many people, but I wanna share with you, Brandon, the mastermind is act or the, the the program is actually it's a 12 month program and it costs $18,000 but i have a limited amount of scholarships that i can give and the scholarships were $6,000 and i'd like to give it to you but i need to know is it something that you'd like to have and you're going to say yes great so that means instead of 18 it's only going to be 12,000 let me share how the scholarship works for the first 12 weeks because we have this fast track program in the product for the first 12 weeks, all I'm going to ask in exchange for the $6,000 scholarship is that you record a one to two minute journey video, not testimonial, but journey, meaning what's the thing you love about this week's lesson? What's the thing about you hate about this less this week's lesson? And what is the biggest takeaway for you? And I'm going to take those 12 one minute videos. I'm going to send them to my video editing team. And we're going to create the most amazing transformation for you that you've ever seen. At the end, I'm going to give you the video, but I also, in exchange for the scholarship, get to use that video for marketing purposes. Does that sound like something you can do? Absolutely. That's how you create perceived value. Wow. And and, and when you look at it, when I say simple, like uh, there's some things, some of my favorite things in life are simple because we overcomplicate them in the human mind. You know, the human mindset overcomplicates it. The champion's mindset like corrects it. But you just took something and simplified it. And now you can see the value of what Sean and his team are doing, man. I love that. And I, I have nothing to offer. I don't have a $12,000 program because I don't have programs that I offer. But for anyone listening today, I mean, like, if that was the only thing you took away from this, like, you just won. Like, 100%. I've seen more I've seen more deals close from that move than, uh, uh, like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a killer. Now, I will put this little caveat in there. If you are just a marketing person, you're just trying to sell something that's not really a value, please don't say that you got this from this episode because that's not what we're about. We're actually about result leaders, activators, not motivators, result leaders, not thought leaders, because that's what Sean is. Like he's yeah. the one that's getting you the results. He's not trying to motivate you to go do it. He's like, here's the solution. Yeah. And that makes sense to me, man. That just- I always just say always for good, never for evil, right? Yeah. I don't even, if it, like that, that's why I'm very selective on the people that I choose to work with because they have to be righteous. They have to, you know, fit some sort of a filtering criteria because I don't want to work with people that are going to do this for evil. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, always for good, never for evil. Absolutely. You know, we're talking about coaching and sales and, and masterminds. And and the reality is, is self-education is only getting bigger. It's over a $50 billion a year industry. And they say within the next five, 10 years, we're looking at a hundred to $150 billion a year industry. And, you know, I sit there and I'm like, Hey, you were college educated. I was college educated, but the way I look at it now, unless my son wants to be a doctor, nurse, engineer, dentist, what, you know, something in that field, I want him to have that piece of paper beyond that. Where do you see the parallels going forward between self-education, coaching, masterminds, mentorship, versus standard education, college, university, where do you see those parallels going forward and, and, and what's going to be needed over the next 10 to 20 years? Great question. I would say that all the traditional colleges and universities and schooling education are going to continue to push their marketing agenda. Like, Hey, if you want a good job, come get an education so you can get a good job. And that, that doesn't work. Right. So it's not in today. It used to work. 
20, 30 years ago. And then you'd go join a company and work there for 30 years and get a cool pension and a cheap gold watch and you'd be happy. But now it's like, that's out. But I think there's enough big player entrepreneurs that have gotten tremendous amounts of results. And so I think what's going to shift is things like your program is where you can, you can create a marketplace and match up the right person to the right program so that they can truly grow. And there's people like you that are actually true thought leaders that are saying, hold on a second, I'm going to create my own version of a place where people can actually connect and learn the skills they need to progress and help others make impact, create and fill their bank accounts, um, change the world, right? So I always believe in having a cause of uh, whatever you're doing behind what you're doing. And so we actually fund clean water drinking wells in third world countries every time we host one of our mastermind sessions. And so um, I think I think that's a cool piece. But at the same time, to answer your question directly is I think the entrepreneurial community, we're the people who actually change the world. And it's our ideas that are the things that get out in front of people and allow others to take those tools and techniques and tactics and strategies and make a bigger impact. Yeah. And, and do me a favor, because you talked about for purpose. Dive a little bit deeper into that, because our company, the Success Finder for Purpose, you guys' company is for purpose. Go in a little bit more into detail about what you're doing with the uh, the the clean water program, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, of course. So when I started dating girls before I got married, I had these tests. And it's a weird story, personal, getting deep and vulnerable here. But one of the tests was I needed to have a girl that I could marry that actually had some gumption or something behind the movement or the pretty looks or whatever. And so when I would date these girls, I would take them out to dinner. And then one of the questions I'd always ask is be like, yo, if you had infinite money, what would you do? And I got all these crazy answers. It wasn't until my wife came around and she said, well, you know, if I had infinite money, I would, I would end world thirst. I was like, I was like, whoa, like as powerful. And because I realized very quickly after doing a little bit of research that ending world thirst is something that's possible in our lifetime. And experts are saying it's going to take $20 billion to end it. And so I was like, man, a lot of people could get behind that movement. And if we could all lock arms to go solve that movement, man, what a statement that would make. And it's something where like, I believe in cause-based marketing simply because if you can give your tribe, your community, your group of people that your congregation, whatever you want to call it, a bigger vision than just your company, they'll stick with you forever. So I think retention is a number one reason that I do that personally. And then number two is giving people that feel good serotonin blast of, man, like you're even just joining our program, you're being philanthropic for yourself to do a thing for the earth that's amazing. And all of a sudden people feel good about that. So they love you and they talk about it. So it's a great talking point they can use when they go about and share your message. Because if your clients aren't sharing what you do for them, you're not doing a good enough job. Like that's kind of how I feel about it. And so, um, for us, um, that was the first thing is my, my wife uh, said that. Then the second thing was, I'll never forget this. I went whitewater rafting in Zambia, right on the Zambezi river at the bottom of Victoria falls, one of the most beautiful places on earth. And I get in a raft and I'm going down in this big, long rafting ride. And we get to the end, we get to this truck and we drive up a hill and we start driving through this African village. And our guide, he says, watch this. And he opens this cooler and it had all these ice cubes in it. And he chucks all these ice cubes right down into the middle of this village. And it was like a riot. I've never seen all these villagers came out. They were diving on the ice. They're taking their clothes or trying to grab it. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this doesn't make sense. And, and the guide says to me, he's like, they have no water. Like these guys go get those ice cubes. They clean them off. They let them melt. They drain them. They use them. For, I was like, oh. that was strike two. 
And then it wasn't until I didn't know how to bring this thing full circle until I think it was like five years ago. Um, we were in Boise and we went out to dinner with a guy named Chris Work. Uh, he's a big influencer on cancer. Chris beat cancer. He wrote an amazing book and um, just a stellar dude. And he goes, yeah, he had a sweatshirt that said never thirst. And I said, what's never thirst? And he said, well, it's this company that actually builds these clean water wells. And I was like, that's it. That's how we can do it. And all of a sudden it was like a lightning bolt. It was like all three of those instances came back to me in one second. And I was like, this needs to become our cause. And that's where it came, how it came from, where it got to. And it's just, it touches me deeply because I know that there's about 3000 kids that die every day from drinking dirty water. And it's something that we can fix. And so that gets on me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking 20 trillion. We're talking 20 billion. And I'm not taking the B lightly, but that's not that big of a number. Like, you know, I'm not keeping on the 20s, but 20 years ago, I might have been in like 20 billion. It's not that big when you see what it is. And I appreciate you sharing that because I know that was, you know, we got a little bit more under the surface of, you know, working with sales ascenders, working with Sean and and Chris, but uh Thank you for for sharing that. Now, you know, got a few more questions as we come to the end here, and uh, I'm going to shift gears. I want to hear about the secret sauce that that you and 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 Chris and the team over at Sales Ascenders is building. What is the new secret software that you guys thank, thank are you working asking, on? Ben. I appreciate you for that. Um, it's it's a way to manage the mess in Messenger. It's a way to have social media direct sales conversations that are structured with framework. So you never get lost. You can track them. Because the big problem that the software secret project solves is this. We all know there's a bunch of these CRMs out there that are amazing at doing one thing or another. Maybe they're great at email. Maybe they're great at automation. Maybe they're good at SMS. Maybe they're good at hooking up to like a just call so you can make sales calls and everything else. But my big question over the last several years was, why don't any of these CRMs touch direct social media messaging? None of them touched it. And so then we went, we got really curious and we started looking for all these software programs that claimed to manage social media messaging conversations. And we bought all of them and we saw how they solved the products. We installed them, we used them, we tested them. And we're like, God, it just doesn't, it kind of does it, but it just doesn't do it. And so at that stage, we decided, yo, we need to go build our own. And um, at that time, it was about, about eight, nine months ago, we ran into a dude who had programmed the entire architecture for Herbalife. Then he came through and programmed all the infrastructure for Empower Networks. And he had all these amazingly big tech stories that he built. And he goes, yeah, I'm working on this little software project. And we looked at it and we said, man, that could have some legs. And so we joined forces, we made a bunch of changes, we debugged the bejesus out of the thing, and we got it to a place where it was like, ready to go. What does the software do? It manages direct messaging conversations from start to finish from the sales angle, not the marketing side, but the sales angle, right? It's an easy conversational way to get people onto a calendar, into a mastermind, to buy a program, to get a download on a podcast, to grow subscribers on YouTube. There's so many use cases um, that this tool can actually do because it gives you the framework and then you just put in the magic words that you're gonna have in a conversation. So think of it this way. It's kind of like a conveyor belt with a filter on the front. 
So if we have a conveyor belt sitting there and there's a filter on the front, now the filter is going to be uh, designed by you on who the people are that you actually want to serve. And so you take those people through the filter and once they make it through, they get onto the conveyor belt in like if there was a column on top of the conveyor belt, imagine like a Google spreadsheet sitting on top of a conveyor belt. So each column um, is one of the touch points in the process. And so what we did is you, the person would come through the filter and sit in that first column. And then we would go to messenger or wherever we're sending a message and, and open a document and copy some copy and send it to them. And this was the old way of doing it. And it was just archaic being managed through Google's docs and spreadsheets where you never have good tracking. And you're just like, Oh, this is insane. So what we did is we developed the software that can manage that entire conveyor belt with each column having its specific sequenced message where it's at a click of a button, you can click right into somebody's direct messenger, hit paste, and you just started the conversation and you can flow it. It's not automation. There's no bots involved in it because let's be real. I've never bought anything from a bot. Brandon, have you? No. No, I've been on the conversation recently with a bot and I'm like, Man, this just feels too body. Yes. Yes. And so we designed the software tool to actually guide you through the journey that the client has in a conversation until they either get on your counter, get in your program or whatever action it is that you want them to take. Wow. Got to check it out. We'll have, uh, I'll make sure that Sean gets us the link in the bio. Got to go check it out. It's uh, who wouldn't want to simplify their process? Who wouldn't want to make more sales and make it personalized? you know, without the bot. Sure. So I'm looking forward to seeing behind the scenes a little bit. I was able to do a little, you know, we were able to do a demo the other day and super excited to see that uh, coming to light. All right. Last one here. What is a tip, a tactic, an actionable item that if anybody listening to this day implemented in their personal or business life would see real results over the next 30, 60, 90 days if they implemented it? So once upon a time, somebody asked me, Sean, what does it take to be a good sales guy? What's the one thing? I thought about it for a long time and I, I, I couldn't give just one thing. I said to him, I said, there's three things. And so if you want to become a true sales center or sales professional at the top of your game, here's the three things that you need to implement into your world. The first one is called conviction or confidence. If you're not 100% convicted about what you sell, here's how you fix it. Go down to the gas station, get yourself a six pack of beer, go find some open field, sit in that car of yours, or don't sit in your car and drink a drive because that's a bad idea. Sit by the field or whatever. <laughs> and um, as you're sipping your beer, you have a notepad next to you and you write down the reasons why you're not convicted about what it is that you're selling. Just write them out. And then take the next hour and a half and sell yourself on why that's a dumb thing that you just wrote on the notepad. This will build your conviction. And the more of those thoughts in your head that are negative Nellies or whatever, the more you write down on that sheet and then you sell yourself through that conversation, the more conviction will come. And then the more conversations you start to have after that, people are going to start to feel that energy and that conviction. And if you do that for 90 days, it'll change everything. The second step is persistence. No matter how many times you get knocked down, Les Brown always says, yo, if you get knocked down, you want to land on your back because if you can see up, you can get up. 
And I was like, that's gold, right? So, it's, uh, you know, and it's the same thing. So like, you're going to have great sales conversations. You're going to have awful ones and that's okay. Just understand you got to be persistent. You got to commit to the vocation. Like I'm committed 100% to the vocation of communications and the vehicle I use is sales. And so persistence of being able to play the long game and think about the long game is the second thing. And the last thing is, is um, consistency. So conviction, persistence, and consistency are the three things that will truly set yourself as an outlier in the sales game. When it comes to conviction or uh, to consistency, this is simple, right? Have the conversation over and over, build a framework that you can consistently use every single time and continue tweaking it until you get that conversation exactly the way that you want it. When you have conviction and you're persistently playing the long game and you consistently do the right actions day in, day out, guess what's going to happen to your business? It's going to explode. Yeah. Wow. Love it. I love it. I love it. We have got the co-founder of Sales Ascenders and a new secret software that by the time you listen to this, it'll be in the show notes below. Sean Malone. Sean, man, thank you so much for what you bought, brought to the show today. Brandon, I, like I said, man, I'm, I'm one of your biggest fans. I think the movement you're putting together in the tribe you've built and the congregation you're assembling right now is just, it's dynamite. And I know that you're onto something humongous and I'm grateful to be a part of this. So thank you so much for having me today. And anytime I can add value to your tribe, I will be here. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. All right. Talk later. Thank you for listening to the mastermind effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the Mastermind Effect.